Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to the season two premiere of Music You're Missing. We're so excited to have you guys back, and we're even more excited about the artists that we got for you for season two. We have been working together since July to, to curate a season two of this. We're taking it very seriously. So the artists that we are giving you this season are no joke. We're obsessed with them, and then after you hear these interviews and their music and listen to the playlist, you're going to be obsessed with them as well. And I'm so stoked to start off with our new friend. His name is Badly, and we'll talk about him in just a little bit. But first, if you haven't already, you're going to want to follow our Spotify and Apple Music playlist. What's it called, Devin? It is called Music You're Missing. And once you listen to it, you will no longer be missing it. Maybe we should rename it to Music You're Not Missing. And that was terrible, so hopefully we don't change the name of it. (laughs) Honestly, I hate in podcasts when they have, like, awful puns. But I'll be honest, that was kind of funny. Okay, it does make sense, but I still don't like the idea. Music You're Not Missing. That It doesn't flow on the tongue, though. Exactly, not at all. And if you're wondering who we are and why are these random people giving us all this musical information, we do have a little bit of background in it. So you can listen to our first episode. It's kind of like an intro to mine and Brendan's past and our careers in the music industry, just so you guys get to know us a little bit more. Yes, I can promise you we do have some credibility, if you may. Just sometimes, like not in most things, but this is something that we do no yeah like truly i don't have any skill set um anywhere in the world but when it comes to music i know a thing or two just a few so go check that episode out uh it's the episode right before this one it's called a mini episode so go listen get to know us and then follow us on instagram at brendan Janetti. and i'm devin underscore o'haran and our instagram page is at music you're missing and you can find us there also so let's get to business badly i said i was so stoked that he is the first artist Uh, we have on because a lot has changed in the time from when I had this podcast and in when it was at its peak to now for example TikTok was not a thing (laughs) when music you're missing season one was around yes and so when me and Brendan were talking about season two we were like okay how do we make this season unforgettable and so amazing and where do we find these artists and me like millions of other Americans, I'm obsessed with TikTok. Like I'm on it 24-7. I was scrolling through it one day and this video from this guy named Badly popped up about how he writes everything out of his room and he's been producing these two songs and releasing them and he, he hasn't gotten much media attention. I'm 21 and I don't have a label or a PR team or any of that to get the song's exposure, so it's tough. When you release music, the first week is most important to get noticed. The songs have been out for about a week and currently have less than 2,000 plays. So I'm currently listening to the songs in my bedroom, trying to boost them. So if we could get a few more streams on the songs, then I would. And his song that was featured in the video, it went on to amass nearly 2 million streams on Spotify alone. So this dude, badly, he posted something on TikTok, it blew up, and his life has changed pretty much overnight. And I cannot wait to unpack just like everything the song, how he's feeling about the success, what his future holds. So you know what? Let's. Let's stop dilly-dallying. Let's get him on the line. Badly, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. What's up, guys? You're out in Dallas, Texas, correct? Yes. Been here my entire life, born and raised. And remind me, how, how old are you? 21? I'm 21. I turned 21 in April. Oh, congratulations. A pandemic birthday. Right? It was super exciting. We had a family uh, mark party at home. <laughs> hey, honestly, that sounds like a dream 21st to me. It was such a win. I, like, <laughs> did not want to have the, like, 
all my friends take me out and get me blasted in public. Hey, at <laughs> least you probably remembered it. Yeah, Devin can't say the same thing. Yeah, I wish I. <laughs> For all my people who were at my 21st, I'm so sorry still. <laughs> so we want to play a game with you. Uh, all right. We did some research, and I found that there's a quote, and you said that you love sad boy music. Yes, I do. I'm really interested what that quote is. If I've said the, I said the word sad boy music. Okay, so we'll back up a little bit. So I am like an avid TikTok viewer. We were talking about doing season two of Music You're Missing, and we we're like, okay, who, what artists are we going to start with? Like, we need to start with someone good and like just do the whole thing. And I found you on TikTok, the one right. when it was like when you did your whole thing and it got like millions yeah. of likes and i sent it to brendan and i was like we need him we, <laughs> i was like we need to interview him like he is the most perfect person for it obviously we did a little creeping because that's right. what we Gotta do stalk. best so it was one of your tiktoks where you're like i listen to like i mainly listen to like sad boy music and then or it might not have been sad boy music or, okay or I, know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I definitely have said that it was the boy part i was like did i really say the quote sad boy <laughs> oh. I, like, I need to do some checking up on myself <laughs> we're gonna give you a sad scenario and i want you to tell us what song you would listen to in that moment oh hell yes <laughs> i'm sorry if we're gonna start off and i'm sorry if this one hits too close to home but <laughs> you just got dumped what song are you playing oh okay i'm going to listen to Dang, just got dumped. Um, interesting a lot. I would probably go with maybe somebody else by the 1975. Really? Only because I'd be trying, only because I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Out of experience, because different sad songs for different moods, and in that, I would probably most likely be wanting to, like, have a drink while showering and, like, you know, just kind of like romanticizing the moment, even for though sure. that's unhealthy. <laughs> it's fine. It happens to we everyone. We all cope in our so, own different ways. I, I would go with somebody else by 1975. All right. Solid choice. All right. Now tell me, if you woke up in a bad mood and it's also raining outside, what are you playing? I'm going to play About Today by The National. I was far away. Egypt. Uh, when your parents hit you with the, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Oh, Catch Me If You Can by Eden. <laughs> that one was like super quick. Did yeah, you have like, to play that one recently? That seemed like it was a recent. <laughs> no, well, this is, this is just right up my alley, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, when you see a dead animal on the side of the road. Oh, God. This is like morbid. Yeah, uh, right? I don't honestly I don't know how we came up with this one, but I think that was was a Google. Probably, <laughs> yeah. probably Youth by Daughter. What song of yours is the Sad Boy Badly anthem? <laughs> oh, definitely it's hard cuz there's definitely ties. Um but right now Roses I 
was just thinking, this is off, not off topic, but how scary would it be if when you said, like, the dead animal question, if I answered it, like, in before you finished the question? <laughs> You're like, I actually did this the other day. Um... <laughs> Easy. California Girls by Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually brings up an interesting question. Do you ever listen to your own music? Like, obviously, you know, you listen to it to critique or to edit or anything like yeah. that. But, like, on the go, do you ever listen to it? You're definitely right. Like, when I'm making a song... I obviously listen to it like a ridiculous amount of time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times by the time the song is finished, I'm a little bit burned out on it, but it just depends. Like with I'm okay now and roses, since I made those in a week when the song came out, I had like literally just finished it. So I was pretty excited about it. (laughs) And then based on how people are enjoying the song that like totally alters if I still enjoy it. Cause if I make a song I'm really proud of and then I release it and people don't seem to like it, it's kind of sad to listen to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if people are really liking it, then I love to get in the car and play it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so fucking good. Who made this? Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to like get your emotions out of liking the song or not once people have kind of taken it to be their own. But it definitely changes how I like the song sometimes. No, for I can totally understand that. Like just the sense of I don't know, like an extra sense of of pride. <laughs> in yeah. It. Yeah, well, because once you release a song, it's not really yours anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's everybody, it's everyone else's, you know? So it's kind of they get to decide. Wow, I love is. that. I yeah, love that so quote. Yeah, so do you have any music that you're like, I don't want to put this out to anyone else? Like, this is my song? Um, not totally. Like, it just depends. I The more songs I make, the more I, like, because what, I've got 12 songs out now, and now I'm starting. It's like this dangerous game with myself where I'm like, do I want to release so many songs that I'm like Russ <laughs> or like, and then I'm like, I don't really want to do that. And I think it's Russ, but it's like, it definitely gets where sometimes I make a song and I'm like, uh, oh, maybe I will just keep this for myself. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I really like, I'm never, never like, I don't want to release this. Yeah. You have to treat your fans while you can. Why not? It's clear that you have a sonically darker aesthetic in your sound. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, let's unpack that. Why do you think you gravitate? towards that style of music there's a little bit of both a lot of it honestly i think has to do with like just my particular like set of ears like everyone has different frequencies that bug their ears and that they enjoy and for me and i also think it's because i'm it's my voice as well obviously that i'm when i'm making it might be different if i was making someone else's music um but i really don't like when there's a ton of high-end instrumentation Mm -hmm. that's distracting from the vocals and so like a lot of times i'll make a part of the part of the production that has a lot of high end in it and i'll love it and then i'll just put an equalizer and like take all the high end out of it okay because i'm like i like how it sounds when it's more underwater which i think that's also just kind of it's kind of like a trend in a sense so some of that and then some of it honestly like i've only been producing for almost two years And so, like, some of it, honestly, I think is just me getting better at producing and figuring out (laughs) how to add more in the high end. That's how you figure out as you go. It's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Wait, so you've only been producing for two years? I'm, like, really impressed by that. Did you play (laughs) instruments beforehand? Uh, Okay, so I played... I'm self-taught with everything, but I played guitar starting when I was 16, and then uh, two years ago is when I got my computer and a piano, mm-hmm. and like started producing and stuff. Um, I don't know like any music theory <laughs> or any of that, <laughs> so that's always fun. You know, I think 
uh, as we kind of move on to like modern times and modern sounds, I think a lot more and more artists are less classically trained. So oh, for I, sure. <laughs> you're not alone. Which definitely, it's like it has its pros and cons. Like so many times, I think it helps because it allows you to like get out of your own way because you don't know enough to get in your way. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, obviously, it's like annoying when it's taking me like seven hours to guess a chord progression <laughs> or someone else could just be like, yeah, it's this, man. <laughs> So, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, um, but do you think you might ever stray from this type of sound that you've curated? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not, um, like, somebody who is, like, dying to just stay in the same sound. I think, obviously, you don't want to be an artist that it appears you have, like, schizophrenia with your, <laughs> like, with your soundscape. But to me, like, as long as my vocal tone and, and like, my personality and honesty is always coming through the music, then I don't really care. Like, I'm not, like, ever going to be strict on the type of you know like i'm fine with having like a big band orchestra song Mm -hmm. or you know like a song that's literally just based on my vocals like everything in between i think if it sounds good and it makes people feel something then run with it there's a trend going on right now uh in in the music world specifically the country world of country pop country rap crossovers (laughs) um (laughs) are we ever gonna see a badly keith urban collab (laughs) not against the country collab i i love country because really i grew up on it obviously in texas but i really I don't like pop country very much. It's Same. nothing against those artists. I won't lie. Sometimes I, I jam to Sam Hunt, um, <laughs> but that's, it's. I don't know. I would never collab on that part of country music. I do love though, like older school country music, and I have some projects that are back in the files that I want to bring out eventually. That are kind of a badly country crossover. Oh wow! I love to hear honestly that. badly country. That's that the, that's really the name cool. of your country album. <laughs> One of my favorite songs I've ever made is called Urban Cowboy, and I'm just <laughs> waiting for the right time to release it. Yeah, um, I want like to hear that. Now. So, what other artists do you draw inspiration from? I would say like I, it, my answer always stays the same with this. I wouldn't say I'm inspired directly by any artists because one, like. The way I grew up listening to music, it's always been songs first, artists second, which is not good for my own self <laughs> as an artist. But, like, I just gravitate more towards songs. And so any song I listen to that I really like automatically, like, subconsciously inspires my production without me knowing. But I try to, like, really make a point to never be directly inspired by an artist or something because I'm not trying to be them. Um, and nobody needs two of them. And so it's it's definitely difficult to, but I try to like draw from more like macro emotions that are like songs and artists I love give me. Like Lana Del Rey, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell definitely has been what an inspiration. A good album. Quick 10 second recap of The Dream, because somebody might find this interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that I have it documented. It was her. We were in uh, London. Everybody was British. It was me. <laughs> I was meeting because I'm going to LA on Sunday uh and like I'm meeting my manager in person for the first time oh congratulations that's so exciting thank you yeah I'm excited but it was in London and I was meeting him for the first time and it was like this really crowded room and then like Lana Del Rey was there and I got like insanely nervous and I had to do this like performance (laughs) with no music it was like acapella (laughs) it was horrible (laughs) 
and yeah, it was not a great dream. Well, <laughs> that, if that's your nightmare, that's not a bad nightmare. Yeah, to right. Have. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Devin was saying we first came across your music on TikTok, and before like we get into your personal account, I'm just wondering how do you like. How important do you think it is uh, to utilize new and emerging media for an independent artist? And is that something you, like, intended on doing? Or is it because that you blew up that now you're, like, kind of leaning towards new and emerging media? No, I mean, it's, it's like, everything. Like, I honestly don't think that a lot of, I mean, I think everybody understands now, but I don't think the majority of people realize how groundbreaking TikTok is for independent artists. Like, I think people understand it now, but it's, like, before I was on TikTok, I got t- on TikTok about a year ago, and I always got on it with the intent of promoting my music, mm-hmm. and I just didn't really take it as seriously until later on. Um, but before that, I was on Instagram, and I would do like Facebook ads, taking a bunch of like courses on that, so I knew how to run them. And like it just for everything I could do on Facebook ads, I could do on TikTok for free with like a one percent of the effort and get <laughs> way that more is results. True. And so I don't think, like, people understand if TikTok goes away, like, marketing for the music industry is, like, dead. It (laughs) really is. I mean, it took uh, FM radio so long to actually catch up with the streaming world. And it was because of TikTok that these songs that are are heavily streamed that are – they're getting airtime finally. Oh, so much airtime. It's like OP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. For, like, a a label could spend – Three million dollars, and with luck, TikTok could outdo that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. In like five minutes, how long did it actually take your TikTok to blow up? Um, so it's like this. Also, totally, this has been the weirdest thing with like because I've only been on TikTok for a year, but when I was on it in the early stages, like last fall, I would kill to go back and like try <laughs> as hard as I have now because it would have just been so easy mm-hmm. um, compared to now. Like it used to be, like if your video didn't start going viral in the first 20 minutes you knew it was dead now like in october it feels like it's the first two hours but september it was the first hour um and so with my video that like did really well i remember i'd seen some people do a style like it and i really didn't want to do it because i was like this is just so markety mm-hmm. um but i was like i like hate myself if i don't try it so i tried it i posted it i went on live and I was on live for like 40 minutes and there was like five people on the live. And I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I look like an idiot. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, like my Spotify for artists normally shows like 15 and then it went up to like 40. And my brother and like dad texted me. He was like, what's happening? Why is it big? Um, I was like, I don't know. And then it shot up to like 1,600 listening wow. now, and then there was 1,000 in the live, like in a matter of like 30 minutes. Oh, it's I crazy. didn't realize it was that fast. Like I was watching your TikToks, and I saw all the numbers and everything that you were doing. That one is that way faster like... than most of the others. Okay. Most of them, it's not near that fast. But if you know, if a video is going to do that well, you kind of know. Like mm-hmm. it, it goes yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, I do want to add too, like – while it seems like you got a, a grasp of the TikTok uh, algorithm, you also have a talent that is a great part of why, like, <laughs> you, yeah. like that yeah. your song don't, is really yeah, I good. I myself too hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's not super easy. You're just really good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of TikTok, there's over 500 videos using your song, I'm Okay Now. Do you yeah, just, I like, just noticed that today. spend your time, like, watching all of them? Uh, I've actually watched a ridiculous amount of them just because, like, it's nice to, like, comment on those videos <laughs> if they're nice enough to use my sound. People um, I tried that. to make it 
I tried to make it like a not as much of a trend, but I posted a video a couple of days ago because my song got added to like the self care playlist inside of TikTok for people to use it Aww. on videos. And so I was like, okay, it would be really cool if we all made it because it's super easy to do if you're bored. Or like, what if we made it a point if you went if like my fans went on all those videos and like hyped up the people that posted them and tried to like the goal was to like get those people to smile when they read the comment section um since it's all about self-care which would be pretty cool that's so cute (laughs) that just made my heart warm (laughs) you ever get any anything weird on tiktok i can only imagine you get some weird dms yeah i feel like people Um, i don't even want to know actually for starters i don't understand why i've never replied really to a dm (laughs) on tiktok because i'm like why are you not dming on instagram the tiktok dm system is just so bad um but yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> I get some weird ones. I don't want to expose people, but <laughs> definitely some weird ones. Uh, as, I love as that. suspected. And you know what, my friend? It's only going to get weirder for you. I'm sure. I always talk about that. Like, I've talked about it on every stage of, like, the last year since I released music. Like, each time things kind of grow, I'll be like, Mom, I don't understand how people that are, like, legit famous, like, live like oh. this is it's crazy <laughs> totally not related but i was a radio personality out in boston and <laughs> i would be bombarded with the craziest <laughs> this people is my, brendan would text me and it'd be like 10 million texts in a row of like screenshots and i was oh like who God. are these people I had so someone, weird. I had someone send it's me a like, jug of white liquid, and they were like, it's soup, haha. And I was like, what do you mean, haha? <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, uh, that's weird. Uh, you know what? Let's let's get over this weird stuff. I actually genuinely, uh, a thing about this podcast and playlist is I really enjoy talking about the music that, that does blow up because, you know, I want to find out why. So uh, let's dig into I'm Okay Now. I want to know what inspired Let's start with, like, the lyrics and then the production and, and how it all kind of came to be. Yeah, okay. So, basically, the song was inspired by the album cover um, because, like, my brother took that picture, and it was from the 4th of July. That is um, an awesome picture, by the way. I know. I like it. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's ridiculously talented. <laughs> but, like, he took that picture, and I saw that, and it made me think exactly to, like, in a past relationship one time, it was, like, when I was in high school, I was me and my girlfriend were with my family at the lake watching the fireworks on the boat that the picture's taken on and we were drinking liquor out of a Gatorade bottle. So like my parents <laughs> would know. Yeah. And as soon as I had that lyric, I was like, All right, this this is easy. I know <laughs> I know what the song's about. Um and I, I try to I like for me it's really difficult to write lyrics that don't come from like a truthful place mm-hmm. just because it's more work. Like it's way easier to just write about a real event and then you can get the imagery like spot on um because it's real and so that's kind of how the song wrote i remember i just basically made the guitar like chord loop and then once i had that i recorded that and i went to work at my clothing store and had like an eight hour shift and i just like played the thing on loop and just kind of freestyled until the lyrics kind of like came to me you know just from like mumbling them out basically <laughs> and then the production um the production kind of just like happened most of the time it, like i think the best songs production wise happen when you're not really focused on you know where you want it to go you don't have an exact idea because mm-hmm. the idea of the song was to be like a really slow lo-fi guitar song and then i like randomly started making the drum beat and it made it like this upper tempo chorus um, but that wasn't the idea originally. And once that kind of happened, it kind of like all came together in a sense. Like in terms of the production, 
there's almost like a stringy orchestra like sound super underneath everything that I kind of picked out um, in the chorus. Is that yeah. just from the keyboard? Um, I'm trying to think. In the last chorus, there's Mellotron uh, strings. Yes. In the first chorus, some of it, honestly, and it's funny when I've been talking to um, more business series like music people like in the past couple of months who are like, oh my God, the mix is amazing. The production, blah, blah. And like, they're like the way that the guitar sounds like so cheaply recorded. I'm like, yeah, cause it's cheaply recorded <laughs> in my bedroom. Like no <laughs> like, shit. It really is. Yeah, like I'm that. like, this wasn't a production technique. My fan is on. I forgot to turn it off. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, we and, didn't know yeah. that part. So I didn't hear that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm not but, that but yeah. If you hear strings, it's the, Mellotron, I used Mellotron a lot in this. Um, it's Mellotron strings, and then, like, I found this French horn, and never in my <laughs> entire life would I go into a song being like, there needs to be a French horn. <laughs> but I, like, played it, and I was like, oh, my God, it fits. It made me think of what I saw in the album cover, and so I was like, I have to use this. Man, I love that creative process. I think that's so cool. I, that's, like, genuinely, like, that's artistry right there. I think that's such a, a cool technique. Thank you. Yeah, and so much of that, it's like, it's. I'd love to take credit for it, but it's really just, like, I think that's just like making sure as a producer that you're just being a listener first and foremost mm-hmm. instead of, like, because, like, I'd love to take credit for it, but it's more, I mean, the French porn did it. <laughs> <Not me. laughs> uh, so, lyrically, uh, there, there's one line I, I wanted to unpack for a little bit. Uh, oh, sweet. You call me up to tell me you miss me, but we both... N- Oh my god! I <laughs> there's a typo. There's out. a typo. <laughs> oh yeah, there is a typo. You Uh-oh. hold on. All right, you call me up to tell me you miss me, but we both know that won't really change things. So when I heard that, I am a super analytical person, but mostly I'm just always stoned. So <laughs> the first thing that I thought of is like, hmm, that's really interesting because from my understanding of that, you're saying like, you know, we could maybe flirt with the idea of getting back together but you know breakups are they're they're a thing for a reason so i'm wondering if you think that all breakups are set in stone or do you think that maybe breakups could work out and it could just be a break and you guys both work on yourselves what are, what are your thoughts let's unpack i mean i think it totally depends on the relationship i've never been in one where I think that it would be a good idea to, like, be back together. Not that, like, I have anything against my exes. Like, both of them were on, like... <laughs> Give them a quick shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick shout-out. I, I texted the one who this one's about, actually, because we're actually, like, um, like friends. And I, like, texted her. I was like, yo, with the advent of the song blowing up, like, I feel like... <laughs> I need to talk to you. To, like, let you know, like, this is not what I currently feel, so you're not like, dude, get over it. <laughs> And she was like, oh, no, yeah, I get it. And I was like, it's cool. Now you can just tell people your ex, like, Taylor Swifted you. <laughs> I want that. I want someone to write a song about me. Well, maybe not, but. Yeah, Devin, <laughs> that like, would It depends be... which ex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the whole, the basis of this song and, like, that lyric flows with it was, like, there was one time I was in, um, like, a hot tub <laughs> and I was, oh like, god drunk. i don't know where this is going <laughs> no, no. i was in a hot tub drunk by myself listening to music i wasn't sad i was like having a wonderful time um i also don't know why i remember this so well because it was like a long time ago um but and i remember i like like you know when like you get tipsy and like of course you like 
it's easy to romanticize the idea of being with your ex in that moment. Oh, for sure. Because you're not thinking straight. Um, and so I remember sitting there being like, Oh my God, like maybe like I should like reach out and see if we should get back together. Like, that's a great idea. Um, and then like, I quickly was like, no, that's not a great <laughs> idea. And that's the idea of like, I was like, okay, I think I'm okay now. I just needed space. I just needed a break. Um, and so that's like that lyric is like, you call me up, tell me, that you miss me, you know, because I think, like, we probably texted briefly during that, like, moment for me about, like, oh, like, how are you doing, blah, blah, but it doesn't change anything Mm -hmm. in reality. And I think that kind of was showcased through the rest of the lyrics of the song and the way that the story progresses. Yeah. That is great. I'm so happy that we got to unpack that song and, and I'll learn a whole lot about <laughs> you as well. Exactly. But before we leave you, I do want to ask just one last thing. What can we anticipate from your future? But also what do you like, what do you hope to anticipate from your future? Yeah. So right now I'm one, I'm having a lot of conversations with a lot of people that I would have never in a million years dreams I would have the like ability to have. So that's kind of what I'm figuring out a lot at the moment. Um, and then music wise, like as an artist, I'm working right now on making a full length EP or album revolving around I'm okay now mm-hmm. and roses and just kind of like literally continuing that storyline from start to finish. Um, and making it really cohesive and since people were like really attached to the the story i want to kind of continue that um and give them like the full thing Uh, and so that's kind of like the goal for me my hope is that i just like continue to do that and continue to making art that i love um because it definitely mentally can be a different game when now you've got a lot of people looking at you and stuff um and so just trying to, like, chill out and be in the same headspace I've been before any of this. Of course. That's, yeah, that's, like, the the golden rule when you're in this industry. Yeah. <laughs> Learning that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, Badly, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was truly a pleasure, and I'm so happy that you're one of our first artists on our new season. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. What a perfect way to start off season two. We knew you guys would love him as much as we did. I was, I'm just so entertained by that conversation. More so, this dude has just achieved so much in so little time, and he seems to still be extremely grounded. He's so humble about everything. Yeah, because from people that might not be in uh, entertainment industry, you can kind of easily brush that off. But people who are in it like we understand that what he's achieved in so little time is is not easily achievable and i've dealt with many people who have had similar fame and are kind of uh not (laughs) pain in the bums (laughs) but i mean he was just a pleasure to talk to and i'm so excited to see what his future his career has in store he definitely has a lot coming his way, that's for sure. I know. I really hope the chat with his manager goes well. I know. I'm so excited for him. So before we head out, Devin, let's let's plug our new friend Badly, all right? If you have TikTok like crazy Devin over here. Okay, you can't even blame me. It's so addicting. And then I find great people like him. So you can follow Badly on TikTok <laughs> at Badly Music. You can follow him on Instagram at Badly Music. And then you can find him on Spotify and Apple Music at Badly. And uh, his music, including his breakout single, (laughs) I'm Okay Now, was just added to the top of the Music You're Missing playlist, which is available on Spotify and Apple Music. And if you want to do us a favor before you click goodbye or click to the next episode, 
Uh, we would love if you could rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We have previously charted in the top 30 worldwide. And when that happens, maybe one day we could flirt with the idea of making some money. And also while you're at it, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We have a brand new show, Instagram. So we're trying to get that follower number up. It is at Music You're Missing. Devin, where can the people find you on Instagram? You can follow me at Devin underscore O'Haren, and I have minimal content. You can follow me <laughs> at Brendan Genetti. I'm not going to spell that for you because, I don't know, it's just not really podcast friendly, but <laughs> no, I don't f- care. Just follow Music You'll Miss It and, and you'll find oh, us. Oh, I'm sorry. Music You'll Miss It. Music You're Not Missing. I think the wine's catching up to us. We got to go. Bye. Bye. You had your hands tied to mine. Wear that necklace that I got you in July Liquor in my Gatorade bottle Made us feel half a year older than we were But time flies and you move on When it's slow, all I can think about is what went wrong If your hands were in mine again What would I say? I can tell you that I miss you I can try and win you back But I know that these words don't carry weight I know that it's all in my head I can tell you that I need you And remember what you said That our love is forever Nothing can break us I think I'm okay now I think I'm okay I think I'm okay I think I'm okay now I think I'm okay I just need a space I think I'm okay now